Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Everybody around this time, we do the rundown. Let's go. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. All right, is this a little gamesmanship on the part of Doug Peterson, or um, is is this something um, that you believe? What is happening? I'm going to tell you. Just be patient, man. Be patient. Good things come to those who wait. Uh, according to ESPN, Doug Peterson uh, has informed Ed Werder that Trevor Lawrence is expected to to start tonight against New Orleans Saints, pending a pregame workout. Well, it's the same thing they told Shifty. Right, it's the same thing, but it is is it's. Well, I guess not. If he says it, it is, he's the, implying that he expects the workout to go well. It's the you're, you're exactly right. It's so the same there is thing. a little, but but it, basically it's the same. You're going to work him out. He could. Oh, of course, Trevor I'm, could say, "I don't like the way this brace feels," and he's sitting. Exactly right. They could say, "We don't like the way." This you're is moving. more of the gamesmanship. This is gamesmanship. This is him. I would agree with that. Yeah, because of course Trevor Lawrence would be expected to start pending, but the the workout is the thing. Correct. The workout is the thing. So if the workout goes well, who else would start? It wouldn't be C.J. Beathard. Well, a workout that they may have already decided you're not going to feel real good in, quite frankly. It could be. The if number, there was even more gamesmanship. The number came down a tick. Did it? I was going to ask you. Is it two already? and a half to two. A little bit. Not much of a difference there, though, really. Well, you keep watching it see if it goes down some more. Yeah, I mean, that's... When did this come out? About 30 minutes ago. Okay. And the number... Uh, did, Initially know, dipped. But I don't know if that's because... Uh, and 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 it got you know it's it's one of those things right um <clears throat> but uh look the Saints do have issues of their own here uh they are going to be down two offensive linemen um and uh and 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 they have not been good really anyway with that front um but they also get Jamal Williams back so it'll be the first game that Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams play together so you know that could be a a big boost to their offense, which has just been really bad in the red zone. Right? You could have Jamal Williams, who was a great touchdown, touchdown scorer yeah. um, for the uh, for the Lions a season ago. So um, it's interesting that C.J. Beathard all week long did take the majority of the first team reps. You know, like I mean, I guess you prepare just in case. But again, like the fact that we a it's a short week. That's the biggest thing. That's the to me. This was a Sunday game. Trevor Lawrence probably plays mm-hmm. for sure, but because it's a short week, um, you know, I just don't. I I, I would just be kind of surprised <clears throat> surprised if Lawrence plays. I, I think the problem is if he does play, a your risk re injury. B um, is he even going to be himself with that brace against a very aggressive Saints defense? You know, if it were me, if it, like like if Trevor Lawrence played for the Raiders and the Raiders were in this exact game in this exact spot. With Trevor Lawrence at, sitting at four and two, on a short week, bro, we're not playing you tonight. There's literally no reason, mm-hmm. you know. Like the reward is not worth the risk. Okay, so what we when we go to five and two? No, we agree. I mean, what's the difference? Four and three, five and two. There's not much of a difference. So you know, you've already swept the Colts in your division. You're off to a great start. Uh, the Titans, we know, are going to be without Tannehill 
probably for the rest of the season. You know, the Texans, uh, I think they did, did the Jags lose to the Texans already? Yes. So, yeah. 37-17 or yeah, something like that. Like, you got to be ready for that second matchup, you know, because it could be, it could help decide the division potentially because the Texans. You might if Houston wants to keep playing frisky. Yeah, that little frisky, bro. CJ does not play. Yeah, they got them wins. Yeah, exactly right. I've been very impressed with that young man ever ever going since going back to the Georgia uh, game last year. Yeah, exactly right. Well, we we have to say it because we uh, we both came in here and we're like, oh, that dude might have it. That dude might have it. What's when he showed us he could use the legs? Exactly. He 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 had been pocket all season long. Yep. And and frankly, Ohio State should have won that game. Yes, because Um, of CJ Stroud. So anyway, Trevor Lawrence. I guess that's really nothing new, you know. It's not like it's not a like you can package it as news because Doug Peterson said it, right? But it's not different than anything that's already been reported. If a workout goes well, yes, Trevor Lawrence will start. Um, but it, it will depend on how they sort of look at that workout. Are, are the are the Jaguars sort of going into it, you know, with the with the with the slant of he needs to look incredible, <laughs> you know, for us to give him the nod tonight, like and really not be bothered at all. Or are they going into it like just show us something and we'll play you? you know? I, I just go back to what you, I don't think you risk it, right? Uh, with where you currently sit in the division, with what you're, uh, with where you, the the fact that you can buy him extra time here, sitting him down. Um, I just don't think you you risk it here, and I'm I'm all about that. This is some some gamesmanship to keep try to keep the Saints guessing. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, uh, the I don't think he plays. Uh, the Jaguars will work out Trevor Lawrence uh, pregame, and we'll see. Uh, how he responds. First time with Brace, too. That's right. First time with Brace. Yeah. Next story. All right. We've uh, we've discussed the Ja Morant article that posted on ESPN yesterday. We did not discuss much, though, Ja's reaction to it, at least on social media, uh, because there was a reaction. He did go out on social media yesterday. We had discussed the repost of the Dion uh, tweet, you know, about basically, you know, pushing away the negativity and realizing how how blessed you are. But he, he went on yesterday after that story came out on X and on Instagram. And first he liked a, uh, I'm reading from the Michael Cole story with the Commercial Appeal beat writer, uh, Grizzlies beat writer for Commercial Appeal, reading from his story. First, uh, liked a post on X that stated they throw rocks, then hide they hide they hand, hide their hand, but in this case, hide they hand. Uh, posted a tweet of his own, Storm, don't phase us, too much umbrellas. He posted on X at 3.39 yesterday after we were off the air. And then he also backed his dad, who we had talked about in that story, a one-team source pointing the finger at dad as a driving force in some of, you know, John Morant's, uh, you know, missteps uh, uh, in that ESPN story. And Ja uh, went out of his way, liked a post on X that showed a clip of, of T's statement uh, and on, and I think doubled down on it. Said, "Keep living the dream, OG. This hooping expletive started with you. I just continued it." Was a, what what you saw was sort of a a, a a circling of the wagons yesterday. Yep. Whether it was the Grizzlies themselves, and you saw Taylor Jenkins, uh, Drew discussed it. You know, having to ask Taylor about this story, but the Grizzlies seemed to go out of their way to address it. And it's a point where maybe in some instances you can be dismissive of some some national stories or some, but in this case you couldn't. And they were clearly knew they were going to be asked about this, um, uh, no question about it, and they were ready for it. And it was a circling of the wagons. We got Jaws back. You saw uh, Xavier Tillman and others, Desmond Bain, say, look, we got 12s back. We were with 12 and everything else. But also, because we discussed it yesterday, how would Ja and T receive this? Because you did have the 
portrayal of, of, of a dismissive jaw, at least in that meeting with Zach Kleiman and that report, Zach Kleiman, Taylor Jenkins, you know, that, that, that team source said that Ja was dismissive in that. They also, as we said, had one that pointed the finger at T. So how would they take it? And we both said, man, you just hope that they let it slide off their back as opposed to looking at this as a, oh, man, we got a snitch inside the Grizzlies, uh, inside our organization, or, you know, as opposed to another attack, feeling aggrieved again that you hoped that they'd realize, listen, you guys have, you know, and, and Ja specifically have opened the door to this, uh, we realize that this is a story going into the season that ESPN is going to write about you because you are a superstar, and there just aren't many superstars sitting with 25-game suspensions. And so, again, the hope was in terms of how T and Ja received it that it would be this, that you, that you circle the wagons, you say you got each other's back, and you move on, and hopefully that's the way it stays. I, yep. like, the, I like what he said about, you know, umbrellas. Uh, uh, and hopefully, umbrellas. again, you are – you know, you you are not looking at uh, at a situation today where you're mad at the Grizzlies or uh, or anything else, realizing that you know you've opened this box. There's no question about it. And the way you get out of the box and the way we start talking about it is you get back on the floor, uh, you get back to business, and hopefully that will happen. What December nineteenth? Uh, I think it's around that time when they've got New Orleans in that nationally televised game. Mm-hmm. That'll be the first game Jaws eligible for after the twenty five. Um, good to see. I thought because again. Concerned about reaction, most importantly from Ja and from T, and I thought, for the most part, it was the proper. Uh, it's it's what you hope to see, as opposed to, hey, you guys are stop stop attacking. It was, uh, man, we're just, we're not gonna worry about this negativity. Next story. Hey, uh, Memphis basketball getting underway here soon. Very Ex- aware. Exhibitions coming up. Uh, Parth sat down with Parth from the Daily Memphian sat down with uh, Penny and had a one on one with him and. The most interesting part of it, um, to me, was about was when Penny was reflecting on managing talent. You know, that's really been the the biggest question with Penny. It's not been about getting it. It's not been about uh, being able to recruit good players to Memphis. It's about when you do get them. You know, how do you make it come together? Um, some years he's been able to do that. Other years he has not been able to do that. Uh, and this is what he said. I think early on I was kind of getting a feel for how to manage talent, what system I really wanted to run, how hard it is to win a basketball game at this level. That's what's dangerous about getting a lot of really good players. That can be the danger zone of it, everybody on the team thinking they're the man. You can't win a national championship with everybody on the team thinking that. Everybody's got to have confidence, but everybody's got to know that there is a leader and a guy or guys that we have to go through. He said these guys are loving each other. They're all one unit. All understand that they have to sacrifice, and there's no negative energy anywhere. With this year's team, I just see them rallying around each other and making it to where whoever's out on the court, they're going to support. So that's sort of the first time this has been addressed. Um, I, I, it's obvious. I mean, obviously, he's not going to say this team absolutely hates it, each other. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, but this is what you hear preseason. Yeah, but. Um, you know, I, I it, it, he he does seem he does sort of sound like he knows going into this thing he is going to have to identify somebody. You know, I mean, it, it could be obvious. It could just be Javon. It could just be like, hey, you're the point guard. You're the uh, straw that stirs the drink, as they say. So just go out there and be the vocal leader that we need. Um, but I do think, like, forget guys. Uh, one needs to be established. You can have you know a, a cavalry, of course, but like there does need to be. Someone who is deferred to, and at this point, I totally just I do I am not 
uh, it feels like the DeAndre thing is not happening. I mean, I you know, right. I it just feels like that. And that would be the ideal, an obvious answer, but it's just at this point, it would be a shock to me, uh, given the, the fact that we are. It's October the nineteenth. We don't have an answer. They're about to play an exhibition game. I just don't think that's a good sign. I, I heard you with Jeff the other morning. You still predicting Jordan Brown as leading scorer? Mm-hmm. More so now with DeAndre out, you're even yeah, more exactly. convicted on that. Yeah, I just think he's going to get a lot of touches, and so. You know. So is this going to become a half-court offense where all of a sudden the Tigers are throwing it in, or is this going to be a deal where he's getting a bunch of putbacks? And I mean, it could uh, be both, yeah. I don't know if it's a half-court situation. I mean, that's the only I'm, way. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty dead set on it being Jaquan or Caleb Mills. Maybe, I mean, I'm, could, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I, mean, I, I just feel like it's going to come from the wing. I don't feel like this is going to be a, a team that's a dumping it down to Jordan Brown. Be. I've just never seen that from Penny. Well, it, what, what could be good is that you could, have, you could have an established half-court offense. For, for a change. Because, and forget Penny. I mean, when, when was the last time we saw a great half-court offense around here, period, going going back decade, go through Josh and uh, go back to Cal, I guess. Like, we don't typically see that. We, we're used to up and down in Memphis. We're used to that in college basketball. What could be great is if you've got a nice half-court offense. Because, but I don't – I just don't – for Jordan Brown to be the lead scorer, it feels like to me, yeah. you're, it's going to have to be a lot of dump downs to him. And maybe Memphis does slow it down. That's just never been Penny's style. And so kind of what we saw in the – and I realized the exhibition, we said, well, Jordan's got to lose a few pounds. But it was almost him trying right. to keep up with the offense as opposed to we're slowing things down and throwing it into him. And, in fact, I remembered at one point where True. Javon Quinley's taking the three when Jordan's calling for the ball inside. So, so my point, if we're going to have Jordan as a leading scorer, well, I'd be mean, interested to see what that looks like because I feel like it'll look different than yeah. what we've seen from Memphis offenses here in the past. Well, he's been uh, he's been doing some uh, P90X. Oh, I know he's in, I know he's going to be in great shape by the time this thing rolls around. I'm not questioning that. I'm just questioning whether Penny's really going to slow this thing down. That'd be great to see because I, I would t- – when necessary, because I would tell you that, you know, whether it's in a NCAA tournament game or one of these big non-conference games that you've got, when teams are backing back, taking taking the full, you know, taking the fast break from you because they're pulling themselves off the boards, knowing that this team wants to get up and down, you know, having a nice established half-court offense, dumping, being able to dump it down to Jordan Brown, that'd be a nice asset to have because you haven't yep. had that typically around here at any time. No doubt. That's how you beat Memphis. You slow them down and make it a half-court game. That's been the book on Memphis for years. Mm-hmm. He's been on that uh, Tony Horton program, bro. Everybody knows that. What's the Tony Horton program? Tony Horton. You know, personal, famous personal trainer, famous workout guy, man. He's been on that. Uh, uh, wasn't there, there was like P90X, then there was like something else, I think. There was like another like fad. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but, yeah, he'd been, on that, uh, he'd been on that Peloton, bro. So just just sit back and enjoy the show is what I would say. And Jaquan wanted to lead this team. No, I, I, I considered that, but like I, the, the the problem is, I feel like Caleb and Jaquan sort of take from each other, right? Like they possibly, you know, they, the, they they they're both gonna, probably also maybe like both 14, 12 points a right. game. Jordan going to average twenty six and ten. Everybody knows that dude, Kareem Abdul Jabbar award winner type. Okay, well, that's the kind of time of time we own. But uh, anyway, no, it should be a fun year. It's about to start, get underway, and uh, hopefully it will come together and look good. And everybody will Very be quickly. on the same accord, yes. uh, and it and it is going to have to come pretty quickly. Well, it needs to because that schedule exactly right. You got to take advantage. So important this year, amen. More than ever. All right, Adam Chernoff's going to join us on the other side. We'll get his real time thoughts on this Saints Jags game, this number, the news, uh, what he's looking at this weekend, all that. If you want to get smarter about NFL bet, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Adam Turnoff is one of the... Faces of Right Angle Sports, front-facing member of Right Angle Sports. Download the Simple Handicap Podcast. I listen to it every morning when I'm driving in just to see what uh, the word is in the NFL. Follow him on Twitter, at Adam Chernoff. He joins us now. Adam, what's going on, man? I've never been more excited for a radio segment after that intro track bringing us in. That was, what a way to start the tone for a segment. That's our man, Brad Carson, on the ones and twos over there. Absolutely. Shout out to Brad. Yes, sir. Easy lover. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so some weird things going on uh, in the month of October, appropriately so, with this number in this game tonight. uh, Because you hear... Nothing but good vibes. Uh, Trevor Lawrence expected to start, uh, Doug Peterson tells ESPN, pending pregame workout. If the pregame workout goes well, Trevor Lawrence will play tonight for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yet uh, the market spits in the face of these reports, and the number gets better for uh, uh, the Jags there. It goes from uh, minus one this morning. It got all the way up to minus two and a half, and it's now settling at minus two, I think closer to going back to two and a half. What do you make of of this number uh, and the movement and and this game tonight based on the information that we have? This is not implying anything specifically about tonight. But in general, this season, the media, Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofalo, like all of these top NFL guys have been incorrect at a higher rate on injury news than I ever remember in the past. They've whiffed multiple times, especially on quarterbacks the last few weeks. It's been really, really bad. And so, as you mentioned, the key part to all of this is, in all of these reports, it's pending pregame workouts. And so the fact is that none of us know. We'll know about 90 minutes before the game what the true status is. 
as it stands, whether it's going to be a 70% immobile Trevor Lawrence under center, or if it's going to be C.J. Beathard, who's 100% immobile under center, uh, I like the Saints in this game regardless. I, I think if Lawrence does start, it will come down a little bit. We'll probably see it trend a little bit towards Pickham. If you take the bet now on the Saints, you're not going to have a huge swing go against you. Uh, but certainly if there's a spot where Beathard starts, we're going to see this number go absolutely to the other side of three. And so I think this is a spot where the Saints fix their red zone issues. I think we see the return of Williams in the backfield, as well as Carr going after Pete Carmichael a bit on the sideline, kind of open things up for the Saints offense. I think we see the Jags really struggle uh, without Campbell on the back end, one of the best corners in the NFL. He's going to change how that defense operates. And so three games in 11 days for the Jags, uh, just a tough spot going on the road to the Saints here. I think New Orleans wins. We'll yeah. see what happens with Lawrence. Yeah, I, I am on the Saints uh, minus one. I did grab that. Uh, I did make it a, a two-unit. And, and I think for a lot of the reasons that, you know, you mentioned, uh, I, I, I hate the Saints team. I'll be completely candid with you. Like, I just offensively, they are a chore to watch. But I do think the return of Williams could uh, could actually help that, as you mentioned, in the red zone. They had good drives going last week against the Texans, couldn't pay him off. Um, in, in terms of this spot for Jacksonville, we know Trevor Lawrence is going to be banged up if he does play. How much of, of sort of a, a factor is it just sort of what they've been doing, right? They were in London – you know, for two whole weeks, they had a great win against Buffalo. Uh, then they come back and in a, in a game that maybe wasn't as decisive as the score indicated, did get a pretty emotional win and complete the sweep of Indianapolis. I mean, it, isn't it true, Adam, that sort of in the NFL, what goes up must come down for the most part? Like, I just feel like situationally, this is just a brutal spot for Jacksonville, taking into account the short week, uh, top DB is out some of the success that they've been having. I just kind of think that works against them tonight against the desperate Saints team. Are you a big spot guy here tonight? Yeah, definitely I can be. Um, something that really stood out to me was Doug Peterson, typically when he's doing media and press conferences, very professional, very decisive, a lot of confidence when he speaks. Following that Colts game when he did his Monday morning media, he, he just looked a little bit gassed, quite frankly, it is sort of the interpretation that I had of it. Energy was as low as I really remember from a, a Doug P press conference. And it just, it takes its toll, right? Like you mentioned, you have the two weeks in London. Those were both huge games for the Jags, especially that Bills one. Like there was nothing easy against the Falcons nor Bills, despite the scoreboard. And I, I think what you said, there's really astute too. last week. Uh, that was a very kind of misleading box score is the term we like to use. It showed a, a multiple score win, but you look at how that game played out. It was a lot of key turnovers. The Jags three weeks in a row have just been in big games, first place for the division, getting back at the Bills, right? And now it's, again, a very quick turnaround after all the travel and you're, you're going on the road to play the Saints in the Dome. I, it just it sure does feel like a really tough spot. We are, we're talking to Adam Chernoff from Right Angle Sports. Download Simple Handicap. It's a great way to start your morning if you are trying to get smarter about the NFL. A couple games want to go through here, Adam. Uh, seemingly one of the best of the week is Lions-Ravens. You guys released Ravens minus three, even money. Um, what makes you like Baltimore in this spot? Yeah, let's keep the picks here on the segment going so you can still bet the Ravens minus three. I think that's a great bet that you can take as well right now 
on a Thursday afternoon. A um, couple things here. First off, the, the Lions are very much kind of at the peak of what I think that they can be priced. Uh, DVOA is a popular NFL stat that correlates fairly well to a lot of the betting lines, and the Lions right now are second in the league for how they've performed this season. But the big thing for me is even last week when Goff goes on the road and, and beats up a Buccaneers team, very good game. Let's see if he can do it twice because historically I have been a, a big subscriber to the Jared Goff betting checklist, and it's three criteria. Is he on the road? Is he under pressure? And is he facing a top defense? And all three of those are absolutely in play for this week. And when you see that historically, it really shows a big drop-off in his performance. And so he got away with it last week. Uh, the weather certainly helped him out. It looked like it was going to be a lot worse. This week, he might have to deal with 20, 25-mile-per-hour winds. And so it's going to be tough all the way around, I think, for Detroit. It's a big price, and they're facing a Ravens team, which I think with Lamar using his legs can really give Aaron Glenn and this Lions defense a lot of trouble, too. So uh, I, I like the Ravens a lot. We released it, as you mentioned. Uh, you can bet Baltimore at minus three. I think it's a good pick. Adam, on, on Browns Colts, would it be smart of me to play the the under there? Uh, I, I, I'm looking at 41 in that game, a couple of backup quarterbacks, and then specifically just how great that Browns defense has been. I don't know that you know enough people are talking about that. I think it's you know 60 fewer yards than, than Baltimore they're giving up per game. I think it's 200 yards per game they're giving up. They give up nothing. Uh, just what do you see in this game, and do you expect low score? Uh, I think that the number, if anything, is just a little bit high, so I would agree with that sentiment. Like uh-huh. you mentioned, two backup quarterbacks very likely. I know Watson was back at practice. Guys, he's had one of the strangest injury trajectories yeah. from a quarterback we've seen. Yesterday he said, I might return tomorrow. I might return on Friday. I might return next week. I don't know. And so, like, I, I don't know what to make of it. Brown's defense, like you said, historically great so far through six weeks. I do think that it's going to be a bit of a tricky, maybe letdown spot for him. We talked about the spots earlier. Uh, that was an all-in effort against the 49ers, yep. and they just barely sneak by. So I'm not high in Gardner Minshew. We've talked about that the last few weeks here on the program. But I'm a whole lot lower on P.J. Walker uh, if that happens to be the starting QB. So I actually wouldn't look at the under myself. I would look at the Colts on the point spread. But you have the benefit here to kind of wait. You don't have to bet it right now. You can wait to see after tomorrow if Watson is going to start. If he does, you're going to get the Colts at a field goal or higher. If he doesn't, you're not going to see this number go down a whole lot more. So you can wait till tomorrow to bet it, but I think the Colts are another good side to bet on this week. Uh, from a philosophical standpoint, Adam, um, just an aerial view of the NFL product this year, it's, you know, I think what makes football fun, you know, for the average person is, is points. I mean, we can all appreciate great defense. We can all appreciate, you know, uh, you know tug of wars, but in the end, you know, you want to see explosive plays. You want to see touchdowns, and and I know you've you you know this, uh, but but it's 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 way down. Offense is way down. Twenty plus yard gain rate from weeks one through six uh, is down to five point six percent. That's the lowest since two thousand and nine. Um, Odds makers average point totals week weeks one through six. Forty-four point one is the lowest since two thousand eleven. Sixty-one and a half percent of games have gone under 
in those weeks. Uh, what is contributing to this? Is it is it? I mean, is it bad quarterback play? Is it just great defenses are are are, are resurging? Like, what what would you sort of ascribe to the biggest reason why offenses just have not really found much footing in the NFL, relatively speaking? Here's a couple interesting stats: the last 15 NFL seasons, looking through the first six weeks, this season specifically the least amount of offensive touchdowns, the least amount of passing touchdowns, the lowest red zone touchdown rate, and then you're looking at the lowest pass rate overall, and you're looking at the highest number of field goals kicked in that time. Wow. So when you kind of take a step back from all of that and say, okay, what's going on here? Teams are running the football more often. Teams are moving the football into the red zone with a lot of frequency on long drives. However, when they get into the red zone, they're not able to get the ball in the end zone. And so it really, to me, shows just how much defenses have changed. We're seeing extremely high rates of cover two and sort of that two-deep shell look, which goes and prevents the explosive plays, basically league-wide with this sort of rule change and this philosophy change for offenses, defenses are countering it by saying, we're going to sit in soft coverage. We're going to have two deep safeties. We're going to prevent all the explosive plays. If you want to score on us, you're going to have to put together 10, 12, 14 play drives, not make a mistake, not get an offense of holding, not concede a sack. Because if you do any of those things, your probability of scoring goes way down. And that's what we're seeing league wide. We're seeing a lot of halves with, four and five possessions. We're seeing a lot of really long drives and we're seeing a whole bunch of field goals. And so that's the NFL that we're living in right now. A guy like Mike McDaniel is kind of beginning to counter that. We're going to have to see how it unfolds the rest of the year, but it's really been defensive driven so far through the first few weeks of the season. Yeah. We're talking to Adam Chernoff joins us uh, every week here on the show, talking all things NFL betting. Uh, Another game that's super interesting Dolphins, Eagles. I liked Miami. I actually, uh, full transparency, I believe in that. I bet Miami plus 2.5 minus 105 when it looked like Lane Johnson would not play. Then the news about Lane Johnson suggested that he would play, and now he is playing. And I cashed out at a small loss because I I know how different this team is uh, when Lane Johnson is in there. Uh, what do you make of? I mean, it's just on the surface it seems like a great game uh, on on Sunday night. Um, is this a, a good bounce back spot for the Philadelphia Eagles, Adam? We actually would disagree with the Dolphins take that you had there. We were sitting Monday morning debating whether or not we're going to send out the Eagles. We're on the fence, going back and forth. We thought that um, there was a better chance that it would move down uh, just early in the week with people taking the Dolphins, so we didn't. Um, and as soon as it did, other guys came in right away and bet the Eagles back up. So I think we're kind of locked in at this price the rest of the week. Um, It's going to be a very fun game. It's going to be decided by two things specifically. First off, what are the Dolphins going to be able to do on defense Mm -hmm. to counter the Eagles and the run game? You mentioned the offensive line, and we just talked about how lots of teams are having these long, methodical drives. That's exactly where Philadelphia has excelled this season behind the offensive line, running the football. You think about Vic Fangio and his scheme, it's keeping everything in front. It's not conceding everything deep. It's a really good matchup for the Eagles offensively. Yep. But again, it's just probably not going to be explosive. And on the other side, can the Dolphins' offensive line hold up against this Eagles' front 
very good against the run. That's where Mike McDaniels found a lot of his success, and it's going to come down to whether or not this Eagle secondary uh, can double-team Tyreek, take him out. It's probably going to be a big Jalen Waddle game, uh, but it's really going to be decided by that Eagles offensive line and what they do, as well as if they can get a little bit of pressure. We've seen Tua fall off a lot anytime there's been pressure in his face. So it's going to be decided in the trenches by the Eagles, and, and that's really something to watch as you enjoy the game on Sunday night. A little bit different one, Adam, for you. Is there a dark horse in your mind that you like in the MVP race that I guess I, I looked last or the story came out that right now it's, it's Tua and Patrick Mahomes as co-favorites? Is there somebody sort of you know outside those, those top picks that, that you like and think could make a push for it? Ooh, interesting question. Um, let's take a look. We're probably getting pretty long odds at the moment on someone like Lamar Jackson, who's quietly putting together a lot of really good games, mm-hmm. getting by. Um, this is a team that's gone through a big offensive shift. They're still trying to get it going. Uh, they had offensive line injuries that delayed it, and they've had a couple weather games along the way. I think the Ravens are an offense that is really going to trend up over the next six to eight weeks. And we might see Lamar, who's had the favor of the voters in the past, already winning the award. We might see him put together some really big games over the next month and a half into December. So um, that would be one that I would, would take a look at. He's probably right around that 20 to 1 mark as the best price you can find. Yeah. But certainly, as you mentioned, uh, dominated right now by... Mahomes, Allen, and, and Purdy up top of the market with Tua. You know, uh, we've talked right. about this before, but I, I have a system play, uh, and I don't, I don't like to usually give out, uh, you know, my edges or my alpha here, but I bet against the Raiders, I, I bet against Raiders every week. I mean, regardless, really, of who they're playing. I just bet it. I bet the other team. And uh, it is not, I, for reasons beyond my comprehension, Adam, it has not been profitable it's driving you crazy. so far. It's just absolutely awful. Uh, should have been profitable last week, if not for just some. Uh, uh, what happened last week? I forget. I've erased it from my that, memory. That's safety. <laughs> oh, no. We'll, we'll be reminded when the congressional investigation is launched on Mac. There's no doubt about it. Um, but they're getting uh, they're laying three once again this weekend uh, on the road against the Bears. Are they just going to keep winning and covering and just dominating all these bad teams? Like, At what point does somebody rise up against these bad Raiders? Well, I... As listeners may know, I was with you last week on the Pats taking the three. Ah, I, I, I tell you, that was his, it ruined the whole week for me. A lot of things were tied to that. Ruined everything last week for me. Um, I'm with you again, though. I'm going to have to follow through. <laughs> Let's take the Bears. Let's take Tyler Badgett. Um, look, never mind everything like you just said. Like, I agree with all of it. I'm with you. Uh we're looking at a spot here where any sort of power ratings or market-wide aggregate ratings, we talked about DVOA, like the Bears and Raiders are very close within those ratings. Um, You're probably giving the Bears in this spot a point and a half for home field advantage. You're, You're telling me that the Raiders with the backup quarterback, as bad as Tyler Badgett might be, who have broken the 18-point mark on offense one time all season. We don't know who the Raiders are starting at quarterback. I just I can't get to a point where they're four-and-a-half points better in a game with 25-mile-per-hour wins. I mean, the total in right. this game is 37 and being bet down. We're not going to see a lot of points. The idea to me that the Raiders just come out and comfortably dominate, I, I just 
I, I don't see it. So I'm with you. Yeah. It might be a game of suffering again. I'll take the points with the Bears. Yeah, you know, kind of with those wins, you kind of want Jimmy G to play, right? Because he would it, the 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 balls would probably come back to him, right? I mean, with with the with his <laughs> lack of arm strength, those ducks would it be like a boomerang, <laughs> you know? So is there is there a preference though? If you're going to bet the Bears here, is there a preference on Hoyer or O'Connell? I, I will say so. It's at three right now. I think if Garoppolo plays, it'll come off of the three and go to three and a half. Right. I think if it's Hoyer or O'Connell, it will probably be at three. I would be really surprised that there isn't some Bears money that comes into the market. My preference would probably be to see O'Connell. And I say that knowing that against the Chargers, he had decent numbers. I do think that league-wide, guys who have decent preseasons and stand out a little bit tend to get a little bit too much respect in the regular season when they have to end up being a starter, especially in this role where prep all week has been undetermined. So I would, I would prefer the rookie going on the road in soldier field in the mm-hmm. wind um, compared to Hoyer, who's kind of been there, done that with all his time uh, in, in windy environments in his career. And then last thing, you know, we we talked about Cowboys chargers. I was on the Cowboys uh, on Monday night, even though the number went against me, I didn't really panic. I mean, there's not a huge difference between two and one and a half when you're talking about a favorite um and and the and the cowboys are able to get it done really thanks to some ineptitude offensively from the chargers uh they are uh getting five and a half on the road at kansas city is there any interest for you uh in the chargers this week or is this a good kansas city spot i mean the the number is pretty much as low as you're ever going to get kansas city what do you make of that one it's a pass for me. I would normally kind of be inclined. Chargers play a lot of tight games. They know Kansas City well. They have a guy like Derwin James who can match up with Travis Kelsey. We've seen that matchup go in the past. The Chiefs offense is lacking explosiveness. They needed to get Mecole Hardman back because they need a receiver who actually knows the system. I, like I like all of that. At the same time, I can't help but ignore that Justin Herbert has just had two brutal games in a row. I don't know if there's more underlying issues there or what exactly is going on. It just feels like a problem. And you also have this offense now without Mike Williams. Keenan Allen, he's great mid, mid-range, 10, 15 yards downfield. I just don't love that he's turning into this deep downfield guy. I think they're kind of split between what they want the offense to be and what they actually have on the field, and they need to work that out. And so at the same time, I just don't feel like the Chargers uh, against a really good defense in Kansas City might have the same excess that we're accustomed to within these matchups. So I think the number right now is right. I can't really be swaying either way, right. so it's a stay away for me. I, I, I just I, I hate everything about the Chargers. I just I think Staley is bad. I think it's a matter of, of when and not if with him and uh, – I don't know. I, I won't. I won't play five and a half, but I could certainly see if if something pops up live that's a little better. I will certainly be interested in Kansas City. Adam, you're the best man. Appreciate the Thank time you, every week. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy week seven. Yes, sir. He is Adam Turnoff from Right Angle Sports. It's week seven. You know how about you just hearing that? Right. It's like we're getting in. We're getting into the season, man. It's already week seven. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of going too fast. It is. I like what he said about it. and Baltimore receivers just start catching the ball more. Yeah. That offense could take off. Zay's coming on pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Odell made a play. A play, right. He made a play. He has not been. <laughs> is it 15 mil they 15, gave him? 15, He not come close to living up to 15. that money. 15. Yep. Brutal. But, but Zay has been a revelation.
anyway, thanks to Adam Chernoff for joining us on the show. Jeff Cog is going to join us at 125. Talk to him about John Morant, Grizzlies, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I already tried to. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Fam, ESPN. Yeah. All right. Always new women gotta keep a balance. The girl of your dreams to me is probably not a challenge. I've been counted out so many times I couldn't count it. Funny how now my accountant is having trouble trying to count it. To the people that think that I owe you. Payback some you know that. Y'all getting too old for this. Please don't think nobody notices. I've been up for way too many days. Y'all sleep enough for me anyway. Y'all don't be doing it anyway. Y'all are not true to this anyway. OVO, E said, wraps up. We might just get here with Dorico. Everyone home for the summer, so let's not We're calling room for the renovations. If you've got a problem with your roof, and, and they do pop up, man, all the time. Sometimes uh, you live with a hole in your roof. That's a choice. It's a choice you don't have to make if you call Chris McCauley of McCauley Roofing and Renovations. 487-7096, that's his number. He's going to come out. He's going to see what's going on. He's going to get to work with your insurance company and more than likely get you a brand new roof, a brand new roof covered at no out-of-pocket cost to you. Get that value to your home. Get that great customer service only at Macaulay Roof and Renovation. Maybe you don't need roof help, though. Maybe you need siding help because it's fallen off the side of your house or you've been putting it off or window replacement because those windows are decades old and you're, uh, it's, now you're going to be losing heat come this winter out of those windows. Need to get them replaced. Chris McCulley can do that, too. Gunner installation as well. Remodeling. Got ideas, plans. Run it past Chris McCulley and his team. They can usually take care of it for you. You can check out the work yourself. You want to do a little research, do a little homework, go to McCulleyRoofingLLC.com. Check out what he does. You'll like what you see. Again, McCulleyRoofingLLC.com. Then you make the call, 901-487-7096. It is McCulley Roofing and Renovations. Once again, a happy birthday to Jason Smith, who is celebrating his Andre Karolinko today. AK-47. That's right. It's tough not getting that text from mom this morning. Tough. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, yeah. But, uh, you know, part of it, I guess. It is. Part of the of the process, you know. That's what everybody says, birthdays, holidays. Exactly. That's, that's, that's where it'll get you. Exactly right. The, yeah, exactly right. But I'm doing better. Yeah. So we're day-to-day. Yeah, and, I, you know, I was thinking, you know, maybe. Like Blake Watson. <laughs> day-to-day. <laughs> That's right. That is exactly right. The Blake Watson type of. Uh, I was thinking maybe I could uh, trade you Stephon Diggs or something for, you know, a, a, a bit piece. You know, just to make you feel a little better on your birthday, right? I'll just, oh, in fantasy? Yeah, I'll just give yeah. up. I'll just give up, man. You know, Connor was circling my dead carcass, trying to get Tyreek Hill from me yesterday with some, some slaw. I don't even think it was something the league would have approved of. But she's, that's the feeling for me right now. You know, when you're that bad, they're they're circling over you. That's right. Yeah. 
because there's no hope for you. Tyreek Hill just wasting away on my team. He is. He is. He is your only piece. Anyway, yes, yes. I know you didn't intend to go there. Well, I, no, I, I threw mean, you off a little bit with that mom thing. That, but that's that's uh, you didn't throw me off. You know, I mean, that's life, dude. You know, I sure. mean, it, it is it is part of everything, man. What we do on this show. Um, look, uh, in terms of the NBA season coming up, and we'll talk to Jeff Calkins at one twenty-five. Uh, we do have Zach Lowe's final ten. Finally, we got him, Jason. Well, we knew the Grizzlies wouldn't be in it. They were sixteenth. Right. They have continued to drop in his lead pass ratings, um, rankings, and you didn't like the pros he used. Mm-mm. He's got Dallas tenth, Minnesota ninth, Philly eight. I think that's too high. Kings seventh. Okay, Lakers six. Yep. Um, so far, fine. Other than the uh, other than the. Um, I think we nailed his top five. We didn't get the order, but I think we got all the Celtics, right top, Celtics top five. Celtics five, Suns four, um, Nuggets three, three which mm-hmm. I think, again, is really too high. Golden State two, which I also think is too high, and then the Bucks number one. Well, he always puts Golden State in his top five. Harrington informed me of that yesterday. I did not know that. I hadn't uh, kept that close count of, of his uh, rankings from year to year. Uh, they are number two, as you mentioned. Bucks, though, for the first time in his rankings with Dame and with Giannis are number one, and I can get down with that. I mean, come on. It's yeah. the closer they need, quite frankly, and that's Agreed. the closer of all closers, uh, Dame Time is. And so I can I can get down with, you know, wanting to see the Bucks in action as, as number one. You know, that Chris Middleton. Uh, right. But Gian, the Giannis and Lillard pairing. Dame Time. That should be fun to watch. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.